Hey there, Caitlin here, the creator and voice of Mapping Through Life, the podcast that delivers weekly wisdom from content creators around the world with author permission. Come here to catch a quick lesson in personal growth, entrepreneurship, mindful parenting, and so much more. These bite-sized lessons are transformative. Expect to feel rejuvenated after listening in to simple yet powerful stories of purpose, intention, and impact. The big goal here, inspire and equip you with the wisdom and the tools you need to become a peaceful and powerful entrepreneur parent. Learning, growing, sharing, that's what this life thing is all about. I am so excited to continue this journey with you. Now, let's navigate to our next lesson. We all need rest. We need that time to replenish our energy. Self-care can look different for each of us. In this episode, you'll learn the difference between self-care and self-sabotage. Catherine, creator of The Blissful Mind, shares a few tips on how to distinguish between self-care, self-soothing, self-indulgence, and old-fashioned laziness. This post helps you be honest with yourself about the ways you are caring for yourself and provides you the awareness you need to make adjustments in your behavior moving forward. Let's dive into Catherine's lesson. Have you ever convinced yourself to do something in the name of hashtag self-care? Like watch an entire season of Friends in one day? It was self-care. Let's be real, we've all been there. The trouble is that it's often hard to know whether you're actually practicing self-care or simply being lazy. Rest is so important, and I often talk about letting yourself take breaks. But it's difficult to know sometimes if you actually need a break or if you need to push through and get things done. For example, exercise is an important element of physical self-care. If you have a workout scheduled, but you've had a stressful day and feel like taking a break, is it because your body truly needs rest or because you're trying to avoid working out? Of course, nothing bad is going to happen if you miss a day, but you may benefit more if you just do the workout. There's a difference between self-care, self-soothing, self-indulgence, and laziness. And it's important to be clear on what these things look like for you. Otherwise, you might be sabotaging yourself by finding excuses not to take care of yourself when you actually need self-care in your life. If you've struggled to know whether you've been taking care of yourself or sabotaging yourself, this post is for you. What is self-sabotage? Self-sabotage is getting in the way of your own success. Rather than external circumstances preventing you from reaching your goals, it means you're doing things that are stopping you from reaching those goals. One of the best explanations for why we self-sabotage comes from Gay Hendricks' book, The Big Leap. Hendricks describes that we all have limits to how much love, success, and creativity we will let ourselves enjoy. When you're on the verge of a breakthrough, you might fall back into old habits. You might try to push yourself back 
into your comfort zone when something feels difficult or uncertain, even when you feel like a good change is coming. How does self-sabotage show up in self-care? Self-care is so important for protecting your time and energy, but it loses its effectiveness when you start to call everything self-care. Unless you're clear on your definition of self-care, you can end up convincing yourself that anything is fair game. At its core, self-care involves activities and practices we engage in on a regular basis to reduce stress and enhance our well-being. Here are some examples. Setting and sticking to boundaries. Maintaining good personal hygiene. Physical exercise. Meditating regularly. Talking to a therapist. Getting enough sleep. Self-sabotage means doing the opposite of the things you need. You might talk yourself out of self-care and convince yourself that you don't need it right now or that you need to focus on work instead. Even knowing this, it's difficult to identify which actions are self-care or self-sabotage in disguise. Let's talk about how you can tell the difference. We can call anything self-care if we really want to, but here are some common terms that people often use interchangeably with self-care. Self-soothing. Self-soothing or self-pampering involves little to no exertion from you that makes you feel better in some way. It may act as a sense of escape, especially if you had a stressful day. For example, getting a manicure or watching Netflix. You might feel relaxed by these activities, but they're not necessarily going to help you find balance or become a healthier person. Now, self-soothing is not frivolous or unimportant. It's good to relax, but it's important to know when you're self-soothing rather than practicing self-care. Self-indulgence. There's also self-indulgence, which involves excessive or unrestrained gratification of one's desires. Self-indulgence is a treat-yourself mentality. There's nothing wrong with treating yourself once in a while, but self-indulgence is not true self-care. Remember, self-care is about regular practices and habits, whereas self-indulgence is better done in small doses. Laziness. Then we have good old-fashioned laziness. Laziness is the quality of being unwilling to work or use your energy to do something. An example of this would be putting off a task, especially related to self-care, because you don't feel like it. Is laziness okay? If you're avoiding something, not exactly. Doing nothing doesn't always mean you're being lazy. If you're being intentional with relaxation, it can serve you well. You're allowed to veg out and give your mind and body a break. In order to know if you're in need of true self-care, you have to listen to yourself and make the choice to do what is best for you. Your mind will try to trick you into doing what's easiest, which is often the lazy route. That's why awareness is key. Everything comes down to awareness. What classifies something as self-care is ultimately the intention behind it. So you have to be aware of your own intentions. 
Here are some questions to help you become more aware of your intentions when making decisions around self-care. Am I making this decision to escape or avoid something? Will this choice help to reduce my stress levels? Am I trying to disconnect from myself? Will this choice enhance my well-being? Will my future self thank me or suffer later because of my actions now? Am I letting my head get in the way of doing what I really need to? Would I be able to do the things that I need to do more effectively if I A, rest now, or B, work now and rest later? Am I going to feel better by doing this thing? Am I going to feel worse? Remember, awareness is key. Slow down and ask yourself if what you're doing is self-improving or self-defeating. When given the chance, choose the option that enhances your well-being. Thank you for listening to Self-Care or Self-Sabotage, How to Tell the Difference, written by Catherine, creator of The Blissful Mind. In this episode, you learned self-care is really about engaging in the activities that reduce our stress and enhance our well-being. Now that we are aware of self-soothing and self-indulgence patterns, we can choose to look deeper into the intentions behind that pattern. When you bring awareness to the forefront of your decisions, you learn to care for yourself in a healthier way. Catherine is the creator of The Blissful Mind, a popular blog designed to help you reduce overwhelm and burnout so you can stress less and focus on what really matters. Catherine writes and creates resources to help you organize your thoughts and relax your mind. To find out what kind of self-care you need right now, take The Blissful Mind's self-care quiz, which can be found in this episode's show notes. At the end of eight weeks of action, I asked my students who completed the program some reflection questions. The first question I asked, what did you learn about yourself in the last eight weeks? One of my students answered this, I learned I was constantly making excuses for my goals, putting myself down and thinking I would never be able to achieve my own plans. Through this program, I enjoyed being able to discover new aspects of myself and learn how to recognize old patterns of behavior and thoughts. I am more mindful about my life and believe we can achieve anything if we commit to healthy habits. Eight Weeks of Action is about more than just achieving a goal. Eight Weeks of Action is a program designed to shift your mindset and open you up to your own strength with the support of daily accountability and weekly check-ins. I am so excited to begin Eight Weeks of Action with some new students starting on May 3rd, 2021. I would love to help you become the action taker that you are meant to be. Head on over to mappingthroughlife.com slash action to join now. As always, my name is Caitlin. I am the creator of Mapping Through Life, and I'm on a mission to create positive change in the lives of 1 million people through the power of presence. Until our next lesson, allow your courage and your kindness to guide you.